Hello, everyone, and welcome to the eighth episode of Movie Dudes. I'm Phil. I am Alec. And today we will be talking about one of my favorite Japanese films, Tom Popo. And I just realized that I don't have the Blu ray on me. Let me just get it. <laughs> Here. There it is. The Criterion Blu ray that I got in the last uh, Barnes and Noble sale. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Um. I guess I'll just make a quick, like, um, you know, just just say a bit of, like, what the film's about. So this film is about um, a lady na named Tom Popo, who is uh, the owner of a ramen shop. But the only issue is that she's not really good at it. And uh, one day she meets a truck driver named uh, uh, Goro, who, um, you know, he's a truck driver, so he's... Uh, eating a lot of ramen in his life and he knows what a good ramen is and so basically he, he tries to teach her how to make a good ramen and so that's basically what the whole film is about but what's also really good about the film is that in between um, while, while everything is happening we have a few like almost short films uh, of a bunch of random stories all related to food and so basically that's what this one is it's a massive love letter to food and uh, like I was uh, joking about it uh, yesterday, because um, Alex, uh, Alex sent me a, mes a message say telling me that he was going to watch the film. And I told him, like, make sure you, you're not watching it with an empty stomach. Or at least if you do, make sure you have some food with you because you're, you're going to get hungry. <laughs> uh, I, I certainly wasn't hungry because I, I think I ate like a couple hours before that. Um, but yeah, it, it definitely did make me want ramen. I will say that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> dude, I've been craving ramen like <laughs> crazy. Um, before we, I guess before we get too far into it, I do have a couple uh, announcements yep. to make. Uh, this has been, oh, yeah, yeah. this has been in the pipeline for a couple weeks now. I've been ironing out the details and figuring out how to make it work, but it finally works. Uh, and, uh, Movie Dudes is now available on Spotify. And um Woo! eventually I will probably find a way to get on get it onto uh Apple Podcasts. The 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 what's the word? The process there is a little more in depth or just kind of complicated than it was for Spotify. There's also Google yeah. Podcasts it might eventually be on. Uh but I didn't know that existed until I was, you know, looking through it. So, um, yeah, that it, it, you can go now, right now, and look up Movie Dudes on Spotify, and you might have to scroll through some other podcast to find it, but you will find it. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, there's going to be a link in the description. Oh, of course. So, yeah. Because... Um, Without that, like, you're going to be lost in just a bunch of random podcasts. Yeah, which I also learned this, by the way. Uh, there is a there is a podcast called uh, Those Movie Dudes. Uh, oh. So uh, I'm not saying that we're in a rivalry, but uh, we might be. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so watch out, Those Movie Dudes. I'm kidding. <laughs> but, <laughs> but I just thought that was funny. Um, yeah. Uh, the other uh, announcement so, I guess I have to make. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah, is uh, you might notice that the uh, backdrop is different. Uh, 
and that my voice is a little echoey. Uh, maybe it won't come off like that. I hope not. Um, but uh, I'm actually in a different room recording this because uh, my uh, there was a there was a uh, bit of water damage in my uh, ceiling in my bedroom and it exploded <laughs> the other day. Uh, it didn't damage anything, uh, but it uh, isn't a good idea to have technology in there right now, obviously. Uh, so <laughs> I will be in, this is my apartment's dining room. I will be in here for, uh, I guess until further notice. <laughs> so that's really all I got to say. All and right. Phil, you can, you can put up the picture if you want to. I give you my permission. <laughs> to put up yeah. The... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, yeah, back on, a, uh, in, uh, on Friday, I was like about to go to sleep and I just got a, uh, a message from Alec was like, uh, so this happened, and he showed me the the picture that's going to be on screen. I was like, oh shit, because <laughs> I was like, so honestly, okay, so people who um, watch us weekly uh, will have noticed that between Harold and Maude and Punch Drunk Love, there was a two week break. Mm. Uh, the the reason yep. for that was that it was originally going to be a one week late video, uh, but. I was getting it edited when it exploded, <laughs> so I uh, I couldn't really uh, couldn't really finish that on time. Uh, but we're all good. It yeah. should it should go up, or I mean, it it would have been up a week by now by the time you're watching this. Um, but yeah, just in case people were wondering why. <laughs> mm-hmm. But yeah, that's I mean, that's all I got. So, Tampopo. Right. Yes, Tampopo. So, um, so I watched this film for the first time back in November of 2020, I think. Uh, but Alec, this was your first time watching it, so yes. Um, well, I'm curious. What did you think of it? I adored this movie. I fuck yeah. Legitimately, uh, I think I, I can't honestly think of a thing that I don't like about it. I think it's extremely charming. Awesome. Um. Yeah. I said this to I said this to my girlfriend last night. I'll have to pull up the I'll have to pull up the actual like text because I can't do it justice just by talking about it. But I just said uh I was like uh it's really lighthearted and goofy and it gives me uh my neighbor Totoro vibes by how simple and hmm. like healing it is to watch. Um and uh it reminds me this might make this might not make a whole lot of sense on like surface value, um, but uh, it kind of reminds me of a movie that I would watch when I was younger, just kind of like a nice, simple little watch, like just before bed or something with my dad. Yeah, it was really is I was nostalgic for a movie that I definitely had never seen, which was super. <laughs> it was super cool. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, yeah I, rem- I, I remember when I uh, yeah. Uh, but yeah, go ahead. Oh yeah. Uh, well, I, me- I remember when I first watched it. I thought like, oh, this is a really good film. Um, and then obviously I bought the the Blu-ray and everything. <laughs> and then, uh, for um, well, yesterday for the episode I watched it again, and I was like, wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. It's it's actually a, even a bit better than I actually remembered. So. It's oh man, I had such a such a good time watching it yesterday. I it honestly it's, like yeah. okay. 
I think mm-hmm. later this week, um, I am going to uh, order the Criterion Blu-ray of this uh, because I liked it that yeah. much. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I'll be yeah. honest; like, it's a nice Blu-ray. It looks like it. It's I really like, like the packaging. It's also got like I'm gonna show it on camera, but it's got a, a poster with it, and I think it's uh, it might be my favorite poster that I've seen from a Criterion. Uh, oh, that's amazing. Blu-ray. I it's was gonna. I was just gonna really order pretty. like. I was just gonna order like, the original theatrical poster for my uh for my bedroom. Uh, because I found yeah, it pretty cheap. Yeah, it's a nice cheap. poster. Yeah. Yeah, but um, so oh, I nice. I will be setting up uh very soon, probably once my ceiling gets fixed. I will be setting up like right. an actual dedicated uh corner, <laughs> for me to, I guess mm-hmm. record in, so it looks visually nice instead of. Uh, my air conditioner. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah. Uh, oh, but in also uh, just to finish what I was gonna say about the Blu-ray. There's also I ha- I haven't gone to, to see it yet, unfortunately. But there's a 90-minute long uh, making of the film, which just sounds like so interesting. And I always love when uh, Blu-rays put making ofs because they're my favorite kind of bonus. And so I'm gonna I'm gonna get to. I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna get to it at some point if I can talk, <laughs> and uh, uh, but yeah no it's a it's a great Blu-ray I really I'm really happy with uh, I'm really happy with it yeah <laughs> I'll definitely probably be ordering it sometime this week and I'll update on if I actually did it next yeah. time uh, but um, trying to think of what else I was going to say I guess to get into like you know actual details of the film that i really enjoyed um i love 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 the opening scene with um yeah uh, with with the, in man. the theater yeah in the theater with the guy in the white suit and his uh and his uh girlfriend uh like they go in there and he's talking mm-hmm. about like people making noise during a movie and then there's then there's the guy with the potato chips that he screams at. It's just it's such yeah. It's such a charming opening that like <sighs> yeah. Honestly couldn't have like primed me better for this movie. I'm going to be honest. I think yeah. this is one mm-hmm. of my favorite movies I've watched in a long time. Like like really yeah. really. Like I <laughs> I honestly adored. honestly same for me. I adored almost everything about this movie and it just yeah. it put me it put me in a really good mood at the end like oh, no, yeah. like no movie has done in a while <laughs> it's it's like a very very charming and uh m- much more f- uh, not actually more fun but more uh uh innocent i guess uh house like <laughs> i guess the fact that it's uh, a japanese film from like the uh, the mid '80s that kind of reminded me of uh, of House in uh, a few ways. Mostly everything that made it like more uh, goofy, I'd say. Yeah, like a lot of the um, a lot of the editing and sound effect choices were very reminiscent of the comedic scenes of House. Yeah. Um. Um. Yeah. But uh, yeah, That's... I loved, I loved, loved, loved that. Um. I'm trying to think of like other little things that I, I just, there's the scene after that where they're 
where uh, Goro and Gun, his uh, like assistant, are driving their truck, and like he's reading yeah. the the ramen book, and it's about like this ramen master and his disciple talking about the perfect way to eat ramen, which is like an yeah. expertly shot and edited scene. Like it's so interesting to just yeah. watch. It's like first of all, you have to apologize to the beef. It's like <laughs> what. When, it, when I see you again, <laughs> my favorite part of that entire scene is like there's all these. De- he's going like meticulously into detail about the order to eat things, and he picks up one of the uh, one of the pork cutlets uh, with his with his chopsticks and taps it on the bowl three times. And right before he puts it in his mouth, the student's like, "What's the importance of that, Sensei?" And he goes, uh, "And he goes, shake off the water." And then he just takes a bite. <laughs> like this, this movie is so funny. Like it's just, it's yeah. It's, it's not even that it's like a true comedy in that way. It just has such no. a sense of humor about itself and about just how to present yeah. this lighthearted story about noodles. I love it. <laughs> I feel like I'm gonna. It's, I feel like I'm gonna sound like a broken record throughout this episode, but I just I loved it. All right. Well, so if we're talking about like the the goofy scenes or the funny scenes, we're, we have to talk about it. We we were gonna get to it at some point. Um, what did you think about the two sex scenes? Okay, so I was going to mention this a little later. <laughs> um, I was. Oh, right. I was very surprised. <laughs> Because this movie, <laughs> this movie could pass off like as like a not a kids movie, but like like a like a PG film. Like you could like if you yeah. cut out if you cut out a film the, for everyone. If you cut out the one scene of uh, you know people have seen the movie and Phil obviously know exactly what I'm talking about. If they cut out the one very mm-hmm. gratuitous sex scene. I I think you could show it to like just kids and they could have a good time with it if they read you know if they were yeah. good at reading subtitles obviously but you know say that they are I think a kid could have a lot of fun with this movie it's really entertaining <laughs> mm-hmm. um, yeah. but just to, just to talk about that for a moment um, yeah oh I was very surprised by uh, <laughs> by all of it. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> because like throughout the entire movie, there's not even that much like that much like swearing, or like any kind of. There's mm-hmm. violence in the beginning, but it's not like that bad. It's just like punching dudes or whatever. It's but then, yeah. but then you get the scene between the guy in the suit and the uh, girlfriend from the beginning of the movie in the theater of them, um, you know, uh, having sex. And uh, eating different uh, body or uh, different foods off of each other's body parts, and it is—it's yeah. wild. <laughs> it's yeah, and you know, last thing I had to mention about the Blu-ray, Criterion knew that because the the the, the shot of them like uh, fasting the the egg between oh. their mouths is. The image that's on the disc. <laughs> no way. <laughs> so, yeah, they oh. knew. <laughs> that's 
That's incredible. I'm so happy about that. Yeah. But like, yeah, that seems that seems really weird, but I wouldn't say it's like wildly inappropriate like the no, like the sex no, no. scene. Holy crap. I mean, the worst the, the worst thing is that they do not try to hide to hide the the girl's boobs. But no. besides that, yeah, that's that's all. It's whatever. It's like that yeah, up to that but, point. It's up to that point it's like hey, whatever. But then <laughs> then there's yeah. Like, there's already the stuff with, like, the beginning of the sex scene. And then there's the stuff with the, um, with the, I believe the, what are they, prawns? Like, what was that? Was that, like, lobster? Uh, the, uh, the oysters? The oysters, no, 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 not that, not that. Um, that scene was really good, too. Oh, oh, yeah, oh. Yeah, but, like. Oh, yeah, 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 um, yeah. He, like, he, like activates the water or whatever and like makes them all go all crazy and then places it on her crotch i was like whoa (laughs) (laughs) i i like i reeled back i was like (laughs) oh i was losing my mind during that scene it was so funny oh my god yeah so so unexpected but um but I guess to piggyback off of that, it's not that I don't see why it was unnecessary. Why I, I, it's not that I don't see why it was necessary. Um, I I think the inclusion in the movie it's fine, but like there are some parts of it where I'm like, this is very odd in this very almost wholesome movie. <laughs> yeah. Um, but <laughs> yeah. there's there's like so yeah we we kind of mentioned it in passing a little bit ago, but. There is a scene where the man in the suit um, happens upon a girl fishing for oysters, uh, or like trying to catch oysters, and he uh, he asks her for one, and she's like, "All right," and uh, he tries to like suck out the oyster himself, but he ends up cutting his lip and getting blood in the oyster, and she's like, "Oh, uh, here, let me uh, let me help," and she gets it and puts it in her palm, and she says, "Let me feed it to you." Uh, and what what uh, what comes uh, what comes after that is probably the most uh, sensual oyster eating scene uh, probably ever put to film, <laughs> uh, because he slurps it up yeah. in her hand and then uh, I believe don't they begin kissing after that? <laughs> what uh, no, uh, it's just that like he actually oh she uh, looks- while trying to eat the oyster he accidentally uh, cuts his lip yeah and so she uh, what she blood. does is she licks the the blood of his lip which is probably shouldn't do that like probably shouldn't do that but it is a it is a wild scene (laughs) like it's a it's a moment of the movie i definitely didn't expect um yeah actually uh, i'd forgotten about this scene and then i watched it and was like (laughs) oh right this happens (laughs) but um yeah i love i I love those little in-between scenes. Like, this is one of them, but, like, I love... There's the one scene that I thought was, like, extraordinarily interesting. Was it starts out on yeah. this, like, little shop uh, where, like, just a guy's sitting there doing whatever. I actually have no idea what he's doing. He's, like, spraying water in his mouth or something. Um, and then a woman, an, an older woman, comes in and is, like, touching all of his food. He, like, he runs a grocery store, kind of. She's, like, touching all the food, like, squishing it with her fingers. And the guy's, like, chasing her around. Um, yeah. He doesn't catch her, though. And then at the... Then 
At the end of that scene, our focus shifts from the old woman to the store owner who goes to a restaurant uh, where he locks eyes with this old man sitting across the room. Then the focus shifts onto that old man who's trying to con some guy out of his money. He gets caught by a police officer. Then uh, the police officer is escorting him out, and as he's escorting him out, a guy is running and bumps into them. And that guy goes home to his very sick wife who cooks him and his children a, la- a final meal before literally dropping dead on the floor. Um, and it's mm-hmm. this, it's this like 15, I, I think it's like 10 minutes of this like chain, yeah, it's very short. this chain of events uh, that like very barely relate to each other um, playing out uh, mm. with different uh, parts of food, like with di- all this whole movie centers around food, like how it it has like how how like uh, I guess like how much artistry can go into like a good uh, a good dish, how much like how much sensu- like yeah. sexual energy can come from food, uh, especially with those two that we've mentioned. Yeah. Um, how much like <laughs> how much joy can be had with food. Uh, how much just sentimental value cooking a meal for someone has. It's it's kind of beautiful <laughs> in a lot of ways. Yeah. Um, and I really appreciate that in this movie. Uh, I, one other, uh, other thing that I wanted to talk about that I really like of, about this film is it has really good characters. Mm-hmm. Like, the, the characters are, are all very lovable. They're all... Very, very fun to watch on screen. It's like, obviously, the main characters are uh, Tom Popo and Goro. Um, but there's also a bunch of other people who help them out. There's um, there's a, this guy who's, like, basically a, a, a homeless gourmet chef. <laughs> like, those... It, there was this whole scene where they, where they went to, like, some, some kind of park where there's just a bunch of homeless guys, but they're all... You know, f- big fans of food and like gourmet food, and the like. One's uh, one's big on uh, ramen. Another one's big on uh, another another one's been studying sake for fifteen years. Another one's big on wine, that kind of stuff. And uh, it's it's a very strange scene that I really love. <laughs> it does have a very odd vibe to it, but I really enjoy it. There's even like mm-hmm. there's even just this kind of like fun little caper. That uh, Tempopo's uh, son and this other homeless guy go on, where they sneak into someone's kitchen, uh, make a rice omelet, and then leave, all while a cop is like looking for them. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I like that um, scene a lot. <laughs> um, there's also, uh, like the. the 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 chef the the private chef of I don't know what he, was he like uh, I I don't know what he was but like he some just Im- like, important guy I he guess he was just like a he's kind of an old man uh, like kind of from what I could tell he was like an old rich man who just liked food and he uh, is yeah. coincidentally at like a, the same ramen uh, place that they are uh, and he ends up uh, choking on his food. Uh, in which uh, you know Tom Popo and the gang like save him, uh, so he treats them to uh, some uh, tortoise 
uh, at his uh, at his estate. Mm-hmm. And while they're there, he goes, well, I want to help you guys, uh, but I'm old. So here's this uh, private chef of mine that will help you create the best ramen. Uh, and so I don't rem- I don't mm-hmm. quite remember his name, unfortunately. Um, uh, me neither. Yeah. But um, they're like to round out, I guess, the uh, the gang, there's, you know, there's that guy. There's um, there's Gun, who's Goro's like kind of sidekick. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's yeah. um, I don't remember his name either, but he seems to be Tom Popo's uh, childhood friend, who's like a interior designer. Yeah. Who kind of spends the first bit of the film as not the antagonist, I guess, but kind of an opposing force until him. And- well, for the for the, for the first. Well, for the first part of the film, we don't really see him besides like the first scene, yeah, uh, where where he fights, uh, where he, where he fights uh, Goro. Yeah, uh, and then at, at some point, Goro and him set aside their differences, or just kind of they just kind of become friends, and they uh, go ha- help yeah. Tampopo. And this is where I kind of saw like a very interesting influence pop up, and I'm sure you caught the same. Uh, but I got really heavy Seven Samurai vibes from the, like, gathering of the gang of this movie. Like, it's these, these experienced, like, these experienced, like, ramen samurai coming to help out Tampopo create the best ramen instead of, like, defending a village or something. It's very, like, it is very Seven Samurai-ish. I liked it. I hadn't thought about that. It makes a lot of sense. It does. I like I, it a lot. I definitely see it. It's such a it's like as soon as I noticed that I was like this is this is this really is like a noodle samurai movie almost. Like with cowboy with cowboy like influences. Yeah. Like like it says on the um on the uh American translated or the uh, the English translated uh poster of Tampopo, it says, um, it says the the world's first uh, noodle yeah. western, which I think is hilarious because it's like a, it's a play on spaghetti westerns, obviously. But I just think that's so cool. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it does make a lot of sense. Yeah, I, huh. I, that that parallel was something that I noticed and I was like very happy with. I was like, oh, that's fun. I was like, that's just fun to see that. But yeah, um, um, I'm trying to think mm-hmm. of other things uh, to say about the movie because it really is just. Uh, well, yeah, go ahead. I, I I'm just gonna uh, I'm not gonna take a long time to talk about this just because I think it's kind of I think it's kind of funny. Uh, uh, Gun, the character of Gun, yeah. uh, the guy who plays him is an actor named Ken Watanabe, who I don't know if you know him. That sounds that name sounds familiar. He's. Uh, a Japanese actor who makes a lot of films now in Hollywood, who's basically like, whenever Hollywood needs um, a uh, a Japanese actor, they ask him. And he, for example, is the Japanese uh, actor they used for, uh, I don't know the character's name, but the guy in Inception. Really? Okay. Yeah. And I, I think it was also in uh, Batman Begins. <laughs> and so, you know, he's... Uh, 
he, he's made a bunch of films in uh, Hollywood, but before that, he was making films in Japan, such as Tom Popo. And uh, <laughs> I remember when I first watched the film, I was, I was looking at the cast and I saw him and I was like, wait a second. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is really cool. Oh, yeah, he was in Detective Pikachu as well. Oh, he was, wasn't he? <laughs> yeah, I remember that. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know who. Uh, oh, he was just a, just a, a random guy from the army. All right, never mind. Oh, he was. Okay. I, I was like, did he play a Pokemon? No. Because like I remember, I have not seen Detective Pikachu in like since it came Me out. Me neither. So oh, oh I, no, I saw I, seen it I saw it in theaters, all. but it's very, it's a very mm-hmm. forgettable movie. So, <laughs> so yeah. Um, I do remember though that like there's the head of like the evil organization and he's this like not elderly Japanese man but he's like kind of looks like kind he looks like kind of middle-aged and I thought that was who that was but I mm-hmm. I guess I was wrong. <laughs> but yeah, um in terms of Tampopo, uh I'm trying to think of other I guess highlights to mention because I mean to me, the whole movie was a highlight. <laughs> um, hold on, let me just look at my notes. Yeah, a lot of stuff that I that we've already mentioned, like the influence of House. How uh, I said it's it's uh, I said how this film is really good in making people uh, eating ramen look epic. <laughs> yeah, it's really nice looking. <laughs> yeah. Um, I do. I really like the last scene. Yeah, like when that's... it's like she opens up the shop and it's like uh, everyone slowly leaves. Goro oh, literally, scene. he literally rides off into the sunset like a like a real cowboy. Yeah. And it's so cool. <laughs> I was like, that's the, He's the best. I was like, that's the that's the best. Like they really mm-hmm. they really made him a ramen cowboy. How incredible yeah. is that? No, literally today I had uh, I had classes and I was talking to I I had film classes and I was talking to uh, my other friends who were obviously into movies and I was like, well, I'm talking because uh, they know about the podcast. I was like, well, I'm talking with a uh, Phil tonight about uh, this movie called Tampopo and they were like, what's it about? And I was like, it's a it's a a Japanese movie that was inspired by uh by by westerns about a, a cowboy who is very much into ramen. And they're like, what was that movie again? I'm going to write that down because they wanted to watch it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, of course. Of course, yeah. <laughs> um, there's, a, there's a scene, I don't remember which one, but where uh, a, a character compares like making a uh, cooking ramen to... Uh, Oh yeah, it's uh, somewhere where uh, Goro compares like making ramen to making movies, and it's like uh, I'm gonna be the director and, and that kind of stuff. And I thought that was like in- an interesting thing for a uh, a director to write. Yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna be the director. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, this film. Um, I feel like a lot of uh, like a lot of Japanese films isn't afraid of being kind of goofy. Yeah, <laughs> uh, which I feel like it is definitely not the case in uh, in America. Like if this if this film like were to get a remake here, it would not work because the studios would be too afraid to do like 
something as goofy and as like strange, I guess, as the as Tom Popo. It's it's not that it's like lightning in a bottle, um, but it's definitely not something that I think can be, um, I guess, like redone in the same magical way that it already has. Tempopo is mm-hmm. like already the perfect version of itself. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I can I can really only see this movie growing on me with uh subsequent viewings, which is odd to say because I already really like it. <laughs> mhm. Yeah. It's like, well, when I first saw this film, uh, to me, it was a definite uh, four and a half out of five. Mm. But now, after watching it a second time, I'm like, might be, might get a tiny bit higher than that. I'm not sure if it's Ooh. exactly a five star, Ooh. but like, it's like a, a four and three quarters. Uh, it's like, it's stars. close. It's close. I get it. Yeah. It's a very high four and a half stars. I I guess another thing to that I was going to mention earlier when I brought up that it gives me like my neighbor Totoro vibes is I guess I should clarify that a mm. little bit more. Um, what I mean by that is sure when I when I watch a movie like my neighbor Totoro or Tempopo, I've I'm brought in like by like the simple the simpleness of it. And the fact that it stays that simple throughout the entire thing, that it just, and like, it's not that, it's not even that there's like a whole bunch of conflict in the movie. Cause like, unlike, um, like other films, it's not exactly focused on too much like conflict. It's just kind of focused on the people making some ramen. And I think it's just, uh, <laughs> I think it's really like, just kind of calm like that. Like it's a, I would say that and Totoro are two movies that I would place in like, like a happy place kind of movie bin. Like, <laughs> like that group of movies yeah. right there is the movies that I are the movies that I watch when I want to be in a good headspace. Like that is some good stuff right mm-hmm. there. Uh, and it's really hard to find uh, movies like that, but I, uh, I'm really glad <laughs> that we watched Tampopo because uh I think yeah. it's I think it's truly something special and if you've if you're at this point in the podcast and you haven't watched it I think you have to it's it's on um HBO yeah. Max if you're wanting to watch it that's how I watched it it's so is yeah. it is it's it on also the, on the Criterion channel I figured yeah, it's how I watched it the first time, and uh, just in general, I highly recommend getting the Criterion Channel because you get so many good movies. But just this is just one of them. Oh yeah, you also get like most of the movies we've talked about on this podcast. By the way, <laughs> like uh, um, you get you don't you don't get um, yeah, n- I, I'm pretty sure you don't get any of the ones that I've recommended, but you definitely get uh. All the ones that Phil's recommended, I think minus uh, Harold and Maude. Um, and Memories of Murder also is not really? on the channel, I think. Hmm. I, I don't think so. I would have thought it was. Um, I'm pretty, yeah. I'm pretty sure the, uh, the only Bong Joon-ho film that they have is like a short film that he made between 
um i think between like right after memories of murder oh uh, okay, okay um but fine. yeah how am Howl and Mod used to be on the channel. That's how well, I first watched it, yeah. <laughs> and they unfortunately, uh, uh, you know, uh, took it off. But no, it is not. Memories of Murder is not on the Cartoon channel. Huh. I just saw that. I guess I was wrong. Uh, uh, shame. But, but uh, if you want to watch, you yeah. know, movies like uh, like House and Tampopo, uh, definitely get the Criterion channel. You can mm-hmm. also watch a lot of other good movies. I think I feel like this podcast. Yeah. Uh, at the end of its lifespan, uh, is just going to be one big ad for the Criterion Channel. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, to be fair, like we met on the Criterion subreddit, it's so true. Like, this it this ki- kind of makes sense. This podcast will never be like not associated with Criterion. I think. <laughs> oh yeah, it's like. If there's ever a day the like, Crichton unfortunately dies, th- this this podcast will go within. <laughs> God, I hope that day <laughs> but, never comes. <laughs> oh my God, that would be the, the worst. Oh my God. Uh, but oh. yeah, just to end the the Crichton channel. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you want just like a massive selection of amazing Japanese films, like this is the place to go. Oh, for sure. Like they've got, they've got most of the uh, Akira Kurosawa films. They've got two, uh, two films by Satoshi Kon. They don't have a lot. Of, I think that but that's basically all they have in terms of anime. They've they've gotten like among the best. So what? A, it's fine. What Satoshi Kon movies are on there? I know Millennium Actresses. What else is on there? Yeah, uh, this one is and uh, Paprika. Really? Okay. Yeah. And I wish there were more, but unfortunately, um, if if you want a lot of animated films, this unfortunately is not the subscription to get. And it's not the collection to buy into, unfortunately. Yeah, um, unfortunately, like, like you have you have. I love. I think I really yeah. think the only animated movies on Criterion, and I'm sure there's some that I'm forgetting about, are uh, uh, Fantastic Mr. Fox. Uh, what's the uh, Watership Down and uh, Fantastic uh, Planet? I think that's it. <laughs> yep, I think so. Um, yeah. Hold on, I'm gonna check real quick if we're uh, missing something. Yeah, I kind of hope we are, cause like that's not a lot. That's that's three movies. <laughs> <laughs> three movie out of like a thousand. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, that's pre- oh, there's um. Never mind. That's not. A, that's not a. Uh, I th- I thought it was an anime film, but it's live action. Never mind. What movie was it? It's Jellyfish Eyes, but I think it's oh. like a live action film that has some uh some like animated scenes, but like okay. So like three, so like three and a half. We're at, we're at three and a half. Yeah. Um, yeah, I guess so. That's unfortunate, though. Uh, Criterion. Yeah. If you if you listen to this podcast, do a Satoshi Kon box set. I can guarantee. Oh my you god! The be, day. It would be the. It would be like the most amazing thing. The 
the day the million actually gets on the Criterion, I will buy the crap out of that. Oh, of course. Dude, what a, what a good film. Yeah. Um, but yeah, to, but yeah, to get back to um, Tampopo. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, was there anything else uh, you wanted to add mm-hmm. to the discussion? Uh, yeah, there's... Uh, well, uh, kind of two things uh, that are related. So, after I was done watching the film, I read a few reviews that were in Letterboxd. There was one that pointed out something that I thought was kind of interesting, which is how the film structure is kind of similar to Monty Python and the Holy Grail. Oh my god, you're right. And, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> With, like, uh, you get a main story, and in between you get a bunch of, like, different stories that aren't really related. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and it's honestly like good job for the whoever wrote that for for figuring that out like i wouldn't have noticed that yeah <laughs> that's amazing kudos to that guy <laughs> yeah um and another thing that so whenever i watch a film that i really really like um a lot of times i'm going to go just just by by pure curiosity i'm going to go in, on the reviews on letterbox and go by lowest score first <laughs> uh just to see like i love it so much why do other people hate it you know yeah and all the reviews i saw that were like half a star or one star were entirely all every si- literally every single one about one thing can you guess what that thing is don't tell me i know you're not going to get it don't but. tell me it was the sex scenes yeah. No, it was not. It wasn't? Okay. It was not. I thought was... I thought it was going to be that, but it, it wasn't. That's... It was a very small thing of the film. That's way too obvious. Okay, hold on. I actually don't know. Okay, it's... what is it? What is it? All right. It's the scene where the uh, the, 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 the chef kills the, the, the turtle. Oh, come on. The, the, it was just a bunch of people saying, like, I can't watch a film that has that kind of animal cruelty. And I was like, dude, what? really? Okay. I get it. All right, look, <laughs> I get that it's a little it's a little much to see that kind of stuff, but like, yeah, I I can understand when it's kind of like I, I not even like it's not not that I'm saying that this turtle killing scene was essential, but I can understand when it's like mm-hmm. not needed for the plot, like it like in Life Aquatic. There's just this moment where Jeff Goldblum kicks a dog for no reason, and it's very odd. It doesn't really <laughs> doesn't really add anything to the story. <laughs> so I kind of understand mm-hmm. why some people are like, I don't, yeah. I don't, I don't like that part of Life Aquatic, and I'm, I get it. But like, yeah, I, I don't, I don't. This is gonna make me. I mean, to the point of like, this, to the point, it's, it's, to the it's, point of writing off the rest of the movie. I don't understand it. Yeah. It's like five seconds in a two-hour-long film. Yeah, like I love. It's, I think like I love the Life Aquatic with all of my heart, but like other other than that, that like two seconds. Yeah. So I mean, um, I, I listen. I but, get why yeah. I get why it make might make some people uncomfortable, but I don't, th- I don't think it should ruin a film for you. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, in general, like, 
Th- this film has like some of the best reviews I've seen uh, on Letterboxd, <laughs> which is one of the um, one of the reasons why I, I love Letterboxd so much. Uh, like the first one is Fifty Shades thought they were all bad with the ice cube. Pass an egg yolk between your mouth, then go back to me. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. No, I, I, I actually like most of the uh, like. Reviews that put a, a high score to the film are reviews that make jokes about the the egg yolk scene. <laughs> That's pretty. Also, good. like this one that says, "I like this one that says the Avengers of ramen noodle." Because why not? <laughs> That's incredible. <laughs> yeah. So, um, let me just look at my notes to see if I have anything else to add. Isn't the but, car? I think yep. I saw a uh, Karsten Runquist uh, review of the movie, and I think he said, "I think he said graphic nudity." Like with an N O O D. Uh, yep. Yeah. I think that's funny. Yeah, he did. Yeah. <laughs> I think this, unfortunately, is all I have to say about the film. I think so as well. Yep. Um, um, yeah. I think that's it's pretty good. Yeah, I, I, I enjoyed Tom Popo a lot. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, so again... If you still haven't seen it, do that. Go do that. Like, now. Now yeah. go do that. Now. Now. Like, pause the video. Go either on HBO Max or Criterion Channel. Watch it and come back for the rest. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah. I mean, if you've gotten this far to, you know, the end of our Tam Popo discussion, you don't get to, without seeing the movie, you don't get to l- listen to the rest of it. Go watch Tam Popo. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, but yeah, Tempopo, very good. Mm-hmm. Very, very good. So, um, so uh, F- yeah. Phil, there's been something I've been itching to talk to you about, um, for the past <laughs> for the past few days. Um, is it is it Dear Evan Hansen? It is Dear Evan Hansen. <laughs> oh, so okay, all right, all right me, so let, hold on. Okay, I just I just have to say. Today I had the opportunity to go watch um, the Aaron Hansen oh, in theaters, no, no. and I decided, e- even though I may, I really like the the musical, I decided not to, just because of how shit it looked and I, just how bad I heard it was. Oh, you didn't. Go- so please tell me that oh, I you didn't go. Please tell me how right I was. Okay, so I, I, I this is gonna be ranty. Very much so because um, <laughs> I, other than the review I left on Letterbox, there's no really other way to talk about this in an organized way. So um, it was Thursday last week, and I gathered up some of my uh, some of my good friends, and uh, my friend Ryan. Uh, he's he's a funny dude. He's on Twitter as a Core Division, um, but I. Uh, if you if you want to go check him out, he reviews music. Uh, but he was like he was, earlier that week, or he reviews he reviews mu- movies as well. Um, earlier that week, he decided to he, he asked us. He was like, "Hey, uh, do you guys want to go see Dear Evan Hansen with me on Thursday? You know, opening night." And I was like, uh, "Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> what uh what could possibly go wrong?" Now. Let me let me preface this. <laughs> let me preface this by saying, I have never seen the Dear Evan Hansen musical. 
This was my first experience with Dear Evan Hansen as a story. Um, so we went to a screening. Uh, and it was a very interesting screening because uh, it was paired with a making of featurette and a, uh, a live uh, Q&A from the premiere in wherever they were doing the premiere. It was just a video feed for us before the movie, but I'm glad they did it before the movie because it was after. if it was after the movie, I would have wasted the few extra bucks I paid for the ticket and walked out. Uh, <laughs> so... Um, hmm. To get into the actual movie, um, I think Dear Evan Hansen might just be the most insulting uh, and offensive movie I've seen in a very, very long time. <laughs> um, huh. So I guess to get into like a, a positive I had about it, the scene where they... Uh, perform the song uh, Sincerely Me is uh, pretty good. It's really well edited in some points. Or like, uh, I, I, I enjoy the, the rhythm of the ed- editing in some points. It, it gives that, uh, I guess, musical spectacle that the rest of the movie doesn't really have. So it, it really does feel like, like a musical number you'd see in like a really good film of this kind. So like, I can, I can commend them on that part. Um, the rest of it is a, is a goddamn mess. Uh, <laughs> so obviously there is the, the issue of, uh, Ben Platt, uh, in this film, which I can completely see the merit in casting the original performer of, uh, of the character in the film adaptation. Um, might I say though, uh, I think it was a bad idea uh, in this instant, because uh, Ben Platt is playing a teenager. Uh, he looks, or he is 27 years old. He looks 40 in this film uh, because he has, like, I think they, I think they made some like padding to his face or something, and like m- did some makeup um, on him because. I think it was done in like I think it was like some sort of filter they put in post production. If it okay, I heard that, that somewhere. Would, that would make sense, but like the way he like yeah he, he he walks around the entire movie with like bulging neck veins. He just looks unwell. He like yeah. he crouches over like obviously yeah, he, obviously this is on my camera. He kind of looks dead. This is like. Yeah, he kind of looks dead, but like this is on my camera side, so you're not going to be able to see this right now. But, um, so he kind of hunches over like, like this, and like runs around like weirdly. He runs, okay, he runs like the real life uh, version of that Naruto run meme, uh, and that's not a joke. Um, oh yeah, I saw that. Yeah, he I saw that. Oh my lord. There's the scene where uh, I believe her name's Zoe. Is that the love interest? Is that her name? I think so. Yeah. Um, I think so. Yeah. But she, um, this is all spoilers, by the way, because I don't, I don't care. <laughs> and you've already seen the <laughs> musical, so I'm not gonna. Yeah. I'm not gonna, you know, hold anything back. Uh, but um, so you know, the first time you meet Zoe, he, uh, you know, he doesn't, he can't talk to her, and runs away to go throw up in the bathroom. Um, and he runs away like a dumbass. 
is really the only way I can say it. What? He throws up in the bathroom? Oh, yes, yes. So he, he like, he goes like, I'm sorry, I can't talk right now. And he, like, turns around, is like, slinks away, like, runs away with, like, his, his arms at his sides. Uh, and then he goes into the bathroom uh, to throw up, and then he tries to take one of his pills and uh, accidentally pours them all over the floor. Um, and, okay, what I'm going to say right now, uh, I want everybody to understand uh, that I'm not going to get completely into uh, myself as a person, but I would like to say that before I talk about this, I have a very personal connection to, uh, to mental health as a topic. And I have had my own struggles with mental health in the past. Uh, so when I say these things, I, uh, I hope that you understand, I hope that everybody out there understands uh, that I'm not joking uh, that much, really. So the way they portray depression and anxiety in this film is uh, actually kind of abhorrent. <laughs> because uh, Evan... Really? Yeah, he kind of... He he almost uses his depression and anxiety throughout the movie as a, as a sort of crutch for the way that he acts, which he acts mm. monstrously in this film. Like it, he he makes it actually somewhat horrifying to connect with him as a character because he is just like if you. I feel like if you can relate to Evan Hansen in this movie, um, you might have, you might have something wrong. You're a sociopath. You might have something wrong with you. Like, I don't want to, yeah, like I didn't want to come out and say it. So thank you. But um, yeah, you might be, you might be a bit of a sociopath because he is an absolute sociopath in this movie. Um, And before, like, okay, in the first like 30 minutes, it's kind of like entertaining in a bad way. It's kind of like, okay, you know, it's it's fun to sit here and make fun of this. But once you realize that the movie is taking itself completely seriously, it starts to become kind of like, like, oh, no, n- this isn't real, is it? But the more you watch it, the more you realize that, yeah, this is really happening. Um, and it's all kind of, I don't know... I, I can't, like, okay, so from what my friend Ryan had told me, there are songs in the musical that kind of humanize Evan and make him kind of a more remorseful person. Um, uh, those are not in this film. Uh, instead, uh, you kind of get the sense mm-hmm. uh, that he, because what happens is, like, this is literally the last 20 minutes of the movie. I'm going to lay it out here for you right here. Um, yes. Evan... Uh, Goes to his goes to um, Connor's parents' house. The, the boy who committed suicide. Uh, he goes to his parents' house and basically admits the entire lie to them about how he was never friends with Connor. He explains the entire situation and he uh, he cries during that scene. It doesn't seem like too real, but he cries. Um, and then in the immediate scene, he apologizes on Instagram. Uh, like a YouTuber would apologize in a video with a sigh and all. 
and then he goes to Connor's orchard, and then the movie's over. That is the end of Dear Evan Hansen. Um, and might I say, uh, it, it's kind of hilarious how um, the only two people in this movie who are open about their uh, about their you know uh, mental health and uh, people who you know take uh, medicine for mental health are uh, the two people in this movie that act uh, the most monstrously. Obviously, there's Evan, hmm. but there's also um, God. I forget her name. Who's the Who's the girl who helps him out on the uh, the Connor project? Uh, she's the one. Elena. Yeah, yeah, her, her. Um, yeah, Elena. Uh, yeah. She, you know, she talks about how she takes medicine, uh, and then literally in the next scene, uh, she posts Connor's. Uh, you know what? What is thought to be Connor's suicide note onto Instagram uh, to give the project uh, the boost it needs to finish its funding goal uh, by that night. Um, so literally, the two worst people uh, in this film who do the worst things are uh, the two people who openly talk about their depression and anxiety, which is just about the most horrifying. And like awful thing I've seen, because it it shows, I guess such a, it, it shows such a awful standard for these movies now. Like I, I really sincerely hope that this isn't what people are going to think is a good version of you know portrayal of mental health, because if they do, yeah. It's it's gonna it's it's just not good. It's <laughs> and I think I think no, it's several representation. Oh, for sure. And I honestly think um, that Dear Evan Hansen uh, is a zero out of ten. I think it is one of the absolute worst movies I have ever seen. And I've only. Ever, I've only ever in my life given two movies the, the distinction of zero out of zero out of ten, and that's Dear Evan Hansen and 2018's Slender Man. So, those two movies <laughs> are neck and neck right now. Yeah, that. So, that is the mess that is Dear Evan Hansen, and I'm sure there is like a lot of stuff I've left out. But uh, I've kind of I've I've met I've probably yeah I've met the kind of like I guess points I was wanting to hit with Dear Evan Hansen, <laughs> so I just I guess yeah. I want to hear your perspective as someone who was actually f- from um, what you've told yeah. me like a fan of Dear Evan Hansen, right? Well, so I'm I'm gonna say I am familiar with the soundtrack more than the the the. the the story. Um, ah, okay, okay. Like I saw, I I watched half of a uh, like a one in the Broadway community on the internet is called a uh, slime tutorial, which basically is just someone who went to the Broadway show, filmed the show, and uploaded it on YouTube, so that people don't have to spend hundreds of dollars to to watch it uh, to go see it on Broadway. Oh, so just like a boot, um, so just like a bootleg of it. Well, yeah, yeah, it's a bootleg okay. because okay. everyone knows that uh, Broadway shows, tickets to a Broadway show cost way too much money, but that's, that's another ridiculous. topic for yeah. another time. 
oh crazy um but i will say that um i i i really really like the um, the 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 soundtrack ben platt in terms of like singing he's actually one of my favorite singers like i'm obsessed with his voice i he's i think he's a fantastic singer um he's actually got like a solo career that that i really like he's i think he makes great music um and also from what i saw not only in dear dear evan hansen but also in a another um a show that he made for netflix that was called the politician which i think i mentioned on on another episode yes you did yeah uh, where he actually played another character that's basically a sociopath, but in uh, that show, it's a lot more obvious. I'd say, right? Like you're, you're uh, not, he, you're, he, not he, you're not supposed to yeah. like sympathize with that guy, right? <laughs> no, not really. Okay. Um, and he gives a pretty good performance uh, as an actor, but from what I've heard, like there's a lot of stuff. The well, the, 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 the musical, the, the Broadway show, is a lot less offensive and a lot more like... Uh, well, it's it's not necessarily that uh, Evan Hansen is less of a... Uh, less of an asshole and that kind of stuff, but it's more of that course. he's being more punished for it. Right, like he's he seems like a human, I guess I should say, in the Broadway version. Yep. Okay. Yep. I will say, um, if given mm-hmm. if given the opportunity ever in my life, like if they ever release like a, I guess like a a real like filmed version of Dear Evan Hansen, out there on streaming yeah, or like something, Hamilton. yeah, like they did for Hamilton, I might watch it. Mm-hmm. I might watch it, but as it stands right now, I'm not going to seek out bootlegs or anything. <laughs> Uh, yeah, because I would just like to uh, wish that I never saw this film. <laughs> um, actually, yeah. no, that's not true. I'm glad I saw it. <laughs> I'm glad I saw it so I can <laughs> so I can keep that with me when I remember. You know, hey, even even in like writing things on my own for like scripts that I write, if I ever want to tackle mental illness, here's not how to do it. <laughs> yeah because like I, I i remember when like when they announced because f- for a while the idea of a dear evan hansen movie was just like theories right the same way that it still is for a hamilton film but when they actually announced like oh it's a thing and ben Platt is coming back to to, to, to be in the film I was like fuck yeah i, I was very excited about that and then i saw uh, when they released the, the first trailer and everyone started talking about it, it was like, wait, wait, hold on, hold on. No, 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 don't do this. Yeah. And then the film came out. Yeah. And here we are. It's it's something else, man. <laughs> so if you're if you're out there looking for a movie to see this uh this uh this this fine night Go watch Venom. <laughs> I, I, don't, I haven't seen it yet. I'm planning on seeing it this Friday. It look, but it looks better. Yeah, I'm planning on seeing it yeah. this Friday uh, as we're recording this. But uh, uh, just so you, just so you know, it's probably not worse. <laughs> <laughs> no, 
Um, it looks fine. Yeah, I'm I'm decently excited. Oh, speaking of, yeah, uh, I just learned this today. Yes, uh, but apparently, mm-hmm. uh, just like the first uh, Venom film, Eminem is uh, returning to the soundtrack with a with with Ooh. a with a new with a new song that we can all remember, like uh, like his hit song, Venom, <laughs> from the first film of Venom. <laughs> Which might just be, um, which yeah, might I mean, go down in history as uh, the uh, the best uh, credit song ever made, <laughs> because it is mm, so. I'm hearing funny. some kind of sarcasm in your voice. Oh, oh uh, Phil, why would I ever yeah. lie about Eminem? Uh, my, <laughs> why would I ever lie about Eminem in the soundtrack? I like Eminem. Okay, I think he's fine. Yeah. But if we're talking real, that Eminem, that Eminem song in Venom is so awful and funny uh, that I can really only hope, <laughs> I can really only hope that it's the same in Carnage because I'm so excited for the movie to end and for that song to come on and just and for me to be whisked away into another world of uh, of crazy Eminem <laughs> Venom song. I'm so excited. <laughs> Um, yeah, but, uh, I guess another thing I could talk or like I could mention was, um, I did see, Mm -hmm. I did see another new film, uh, in the theater, uh, since we last talked, Uh, I saw, uh, the card counter with Oscar Isaac. I do not know this film. Yeah. It was directed, uh, and you're going to get a real kick out of this one. It was directed by Paul Schrader, which uh, oh, yeah, if, all right, all right, okay. If that's not ringing a bell out there to anyone, uh, he directed uh, I don't know, First Reformed and Mishima. <laughs> he also wrote yeah. Taxi Driver and Raging Bull. Yeah, he did. <laughs> so it is produced by Martin Scorsese and stars Oscar Isaac. So. Uh, let me just say, let me be the first to say, um, or I guess not the first to say mm-hmm. ever, but uh, let me let me let me break the news that the card counter is not a very good film at all. <laughs> and it's oh no, it's it's, <laughs> it's not. It, it nothing happens in it. <laughs> I, I I literally really it's like it's two hours long, and I felt it felt so much longer. Because it's literally okay. I can break down. Oh. I can break down the entire structure of the movie right here, right now. Oscar Isaac, um, he will spend a scene, either playing poker or a type of card game. Uh, he spend literally the only time in the movie he ever counts cards is the first scene in the film. So he counts those cards and spends the rest of the movie either coming back from playing cards or talking about playing cards or uh, hanging out with this kid who wants to kill an army general uh, played by Willem Dafoe. Uh, And this movie is just full of so many questionable choices (laughs) for how it wants to uh, (laughs) do things. I'm not going to get into it because like there's just not too much to say about the card counter. Um, yeah, but I I left kind of disappointed because I was like, 
I mean, this was Paul Schrader, man. Like, this is a guy who's, like, really good at things. Yeah. Um, You know, I think uh, last time I went to see a film in theaters, I saw the trailer for it before the film uh, came on. And I saw the trailer and I kind of thought, like, yeah, that looks boring. And I didn't know it was, like, a Paul Schrader film. Yeah. <laughs> well... This sucks. Yeah, it's it's not been a good week for... Last week was not a good week for seeing movies. I really genuinely hope uh, yep. that the uh, the next couple days are going to be much better because I'm actually seeing uh, two movies in a, in a row in two days. Uh, tomorrow night, yeah. I'm going to uh, our local um, art house theater to go see a, a screening of the new 4K restoration of uh, Tetsuo the Iron Man. Which is a uh, oh. which is a Japanese body horror film from a uh, I believe his name's Shinya Sukamoto, uh, and I'm really excited because I've been looking forward to seeing this film in a long time for a long time, and I'm really happy to actually be able to see it in a theater. Um, but uh, nice. But then uh, you know, obviously the next day I'll be seeing uh, Venom: Let There Be Carnage, uh, which I'm also excited for. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Um, but I okay. Can I just say how overjoyed I am to finally be going back to the movies again? Like, like it feels. Oh my god! I know it feels so nice. Like for an entire yes. like year almost. Because like when when I started college, it was fall of 2020, and movie theaters weren't opening back up. They they were kind of coming back though. In until like May of 2021. Yeah. I didn't see a single movie in the theaters and I came back and I saw a quiet place part two and I kind of was like, okay, I'll, mm-hmm. I'll just, you know, kind of see some movies, but now, now I'm back into the swing of yeah. how I was almost two years ago where I would just go see yeah. movies all the time. And I'm so happy. I really hope that COVID isn't coming back something fierce because yeah. I don't want this I mean, to end. Right now I'm watching. Yeah. Yeah, go ahead. I mean, right now I'm watching more. I'm watching more movies in theaters than uh, basically than I ever did. Yeah, because like I always, I I never really wanted to watch movies on my own, but then after after COVID, I kind of went like I don't give a shit anymore. And so now I've been watching like, <laughs> I, I I've been to the theater six times uh, this year, and I've only been once with someone else. Really, but. Yeah, but I I remember the first time I I went back into the theater uh, back in June, I I got in and just smelled the popcorn. I was like, "Oh my god, how yeah. did how did I go two years without this smell?" Dude, I this is really weird almost, but like in the yeah. in the period of time from uh from March of twenty twenty to uh literally like a couple weeks ago i like fell mm-hmm. off of even eating popcorn i just didn't like it anymore like it's just it's 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 really it's yeah. it's really almost like i lost a i lost a love for it um and then the other day when i went to go see i i, I don't even remember i think it might have been card counter i was sitting there and uh, my friend ryan got popcorn mm-hmm. and I, I ate some of it and i was like Jesus Christ! I'm, I, I was like, I was like, I'm back, I'm back, <laughs> I'm back watching movies. Is- you, you know, you were like, uh, 
Uh, you were like Peter Parker in Spider-Man 2 when he got his powers back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm thinking I might be back. <laughs> That's hilarious. Oh. Uh, I, uh, since we're on this topic, I have to talk. Is like um, uh, Since the last time we recorded, I watched two films in theaters. Ooh. I watched uh, first Suicide Squad. Uh-huh. Um, which uh, we talked about in... I think in the Howlin' Mod episode. We might have, yeah. And, uh, yeah. And, uh, so I thought it was, uh, it, I, I really liked it, but it wasn't like, there was a few things that I didn't really like that much about it. There was a few things that, it's not a fantastic film or anything. I just, no, I think it's just really fun. (laughs) That was mainly what I enjoyed. I will say the one thing, the one thing that kind of bothered me about it was the overuse of flashbacks. Yeah. <laughs> it's like there's this scene where um you know the 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 squad are going to two different parts and you see the first part where, where what they're doing and then everything stops. And then you just see 8 minutes earlier. And you're like, dude, fucking come on. Did you really have to do that? C- couldn't you just like I don't know, show a, a bit of the 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 first part and then the other part and then Back and forth, you know. It does kind of interrupt the flow a little bit. I will, I will, I will admit. Yeah, but then uh, two days later, I went to watch Shang Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. What do you think? And of that? I have to say, that was really good. It is really good, isn't it? <laughs> I really it's, like. Oh man, it's like I, <laughs> I really like that movie. I, I think it's like. I think it's like one of my favorite. It's like at least top five favorite MCU movie. Ooh. Uh, like that was really cool. Yeah. Um. Uh. What? Yeah. Can I just say the fact that what's his name? The 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 guy who's in the Wong Kar Wai films. Oh, to- uh, Tony. Long. Tony Long. Long. Yeah. The fact that he's in this is like it makes no sense. I love it so much. <laughs> <laughs> he's really good too he's like an actually like good villain which is not yeah. hard to do in the MCU but uh-huh. they they're not great at it sometimes yeah, <laughs> yeah they can be surprisingly bad at it yeah but like um I, I so I watched this one two days after Suicide Squad and when I, I went to watch Suicide Squad before the film I saw a trailer for Shang-Chi and I actually had never seen a, a trailer for Shang-Chi and then I saw th- I saw that, and I was like, "Wait, hold on, he he plays the villain." Yeah, <laughs> like I knew he was in the film, but I didn't know he was the villain. Yeah, it's. I was like, "This this changes everything. I have to see it now." Oh yeah, and also, um, what's it? um, uh, Simu Liu who plays Shang Chi, I thought was really good. He is really good. I was really uh, surprised by uh, Aquafina's performance. Yeah, I was gonna get to that. She was really good. Yeah, it's not okay. I should stop. I, I should stop saying that mm-hmm. I'm surprised by Aquafina's performance because, like, I already know she can act. <laughs> like, like she was in um, mm-hmm. what was it? She was in the uh, the farewell, which was a 2019 film that I really enjoyed. Yeah. Um, she was like the lead in that. And she was really mm-hmm. good. So I should stop saying I'm surprised, but I, I was surprised <laughs> by. How good she was in Shang Chi. It's uh, can I can I be honest? Yes. Until like 
uh, a few months ago. I only knew her name, and until I saw that like she was in the farewell and in Crazy Rich Asian that kind of stuff, I thought she was just like an Instagram influencer. That's I mean basically what she was. She was a rap. I think she's a rapper too. Um, oh really? I think that's what got her her like fame first. I'm I'm pretty sure. Huh. I remember hearing that somewhere. The first time I ever saw her was yeah. in the that Ocean's Eight movie. Uh, that came out of yeah, a couple she was years in that, back. Yeah. And that movie was not great. <laughs> and she was one of the mm-hmm. more uh, annoying parts of it to me. Uh, but mm-hmm. like, I mean, everything I've seen her in since then has been really good. So maybe there's yeah. just uh, maybe there's just something that was missing. <laughs> But maybe not. Yeah. Oceans. Oceans. Can I say? Oceans I don't know. That's not good. I don't know. That's. Yeah. Go on. Yeah. I don't know. If that's gonna sound weird. I really like her voice. I like her voice too. No, you don't. It, that's not. She's weird. got like kind of. Yeah. She's got kind of like this uh, smoky voice. I don't know. This. Uh, it, it just sounds really cool. It does sound I, cool. I like, I like it. it. It and it does fit like the, the the sort of like, uh, comedic sidekick voice. I <laughs> I do really like. That instead of having like a female interest, uh, Shang Chi just has a platonic relationship with, uh, with a girl. Yeah, like I think that's really nice, and especially in, uh, in, in uh, superhero films, it's so, that kind of like big blockbuster. It's always like the guy gets the girl at the end, but in that case, no, they're just friends. You yeah. know, it's like they could they totally could have done that with uh, Tom Holland Spider Man and. Uh, and uh, Zendaya, you know. Yeah, it's the thing with um. I feel like the thing with um, Simu Liu and uh, Aquafina in this movie. Uh, I think it's kind of implied in the end that they might end up together somewhat. I th- I feel like that was an aspect of the movie. Oh, really? I feel like that was. I I'm, I didn't notice that. It's been about a month since I saw it, so obviously I might be mixing some things up, but I did. I don't know. I felt like I got that kind of vibe from it. Obviously, I could be uh, absolutely wrong, uh, but who knows? Yeah, I don't know. Um, I well, I didn't get any <laughs> sort of, sort of vibe like that. Okay, okay. I I just I feel like something was mentioned, but I I could be wrong. Um, Maybe. Yeah. But uh, I was also gonna bring this up in terms of movies we saw recently, or I saw yeah, movies yeah. that we've seen recently. Mm-hmm. Uh, I saw this today, mm-hmm. as a matter of fact. I was uh, in one of my film classes, and we decided to, uh, or we, uh, every, every Wednesday now, uh, we watch uh, just, you know, whatever movie is next on our uh, syllabus. And uh, today, we were mm-hmm. taking a dip into, uh, into Swedish cinema, and we watched uh, Persona Ooh. from Ingmar Bergman. Oh, nice! Yeah, how was that? I liked it a lot. Um, yeah, it was. Uh, it was something else. <laughs> it's a good film. I really like it's it. It's a very good film. Uh, but I should also mention that it is. Uh, it's very abstract, and uh, and not for everybody. <laughs> yes, which was very evident uh, from. Our, oh no, definitely not. Was very evident after our screening when uh, literally like the room was almost divided in half from people yeah. who uh, enjoyed the film and did not enjoy the film. <laughs> mm. 
So it was it was I can totally see that. It was very it was a very interesting experience. I think it's my favorite film that we've screened in there so far. Um which I can get into the mm-hmm. other films we screened in there, which is like we watched uh the, yeah. we watched the four hundred blows. We watched uh one of Peter Jackson's Peter Jackson's first films, Heavenly Creatures. Uh we watched uh an Italian film called Life is Beautiful. Um and obviously we watched Persona. Um But I think Persona might be my favorite so far. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like I really uh I, I think my favorite mm-hmm. thing in the movie was the uh, was the visuals. I think Ingmar Bergman is was re- mm-hmm. did a really good job playing with uh the black and white in that movie. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, I've only seen two films from Igmar Berman. I've seen that one and The Seventh Seal. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's interesting because, like, based on the, 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 the plot of the two films, I I really thought that I was going to like The Seventh Seal more just because it, it seemed more like my kind of film, my type of film. But honestly, I, I think I preferred Persona. Is um, you, and it's not. Would, would yeah. you say that you like the Seventh Seal at least? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I I liked it. I I will say the third act of the seventh, the last thirty minutes of the Seventh Seal is like amazing. Mm. It's really good. But the rest, the, the 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 first hour was a bit more like, uh, it's a, it was a bit slow, maybe a bit boring for mm-hmm. some parts. But it was uh, it was interesting for sure. Right. Like the whole uh, playing chess with death, <laughs> like that's cool. I uh, I was telling a friend of mine this uh, when he 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 asked like uh, I guess because I told him well like our school's website, which is like just some aggregate that our school has uh, access to that just pulls movies from a lot of sources, uh, has a lot of Criterion scans of it on there. So we watched the. Criterion version mm. of Persona, and he noticed that it was Criterion, and he's wanting to get into collecting Criterion, and he knows that I do, mm. uh, and so he was like, uh, "Are you going to pick up the Criterion yeah. version of this?" And I was like, uh, "I might wait for like the the actual box set of Ingmar Bergman, because I do eventually want to get <laughs> <Yeah>. that. <laughs> It'll be a ways off, of, of course, yeah. But I do mm-hmm. eventually want to pick that up." <laughs> Yeah, but I do want to. I, uh, I also have a teacher. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Well, yeah, I also have a teacher who I know is uh, into collecting Criterion's. Really, it's funny because it's like because <laughs> it's like last year I had a class with him that was on on Zoom, and I, I saw like his shell that was in the background, and I saw not only did I see like a few Criterion's, I also I also saw like some Nintendo sixty four games, <laughs> and I was like, all right. I like you. <laughs> and in the end, he's, I think, my favorite teacher I've had so far in, uh, in school. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Um, but what I was going to... I'm trying to think of what I was going to say. Oh, yeah. Um, I guess the only other Ingmar Bergman th- uh, I'm going to watch before I get the box set is... Uh, I'm going to watch Scenes from a Marriage eventually. Uh, so I can... So I, which which version? I'll probably watch the the... The uncut TV version first, because isn't right. there, because isn't there like a theatrical cut of it? There's, hold on, there's, there's like a um short version, 
and the long version. I want to watch the long version. But the short version is like the, the short version is like three hours long. <laughs> well, it's like I I I saw the. Um, hold on, yeah. All right, yes. Yeah, so, I I'm looking it up on Letterbox. Only have the minutes. Uh, I don't know in terms of hours, but um, the short version is 169 minutes. Nice. That's uh, nice. And, uh, that's about um, <laughs> that's about. Th- that's like two hours and 50 minutes. Yeah, just about. So just a little yeah. bit shy. And of three hours. Yeah, uh, and the other is 283 minutes, which is more like four and a half hours or something. That is so much. <laughs> That's like that's, a lot. that's like hold on, okay. So 180 hours, at a how how long did you say it was? The which uh, the the long one yeah the long one. Uh four and a half hours. Oh, I think it's more like four hours and forty minutes. Holy crap! <laughs> but I think actually I think that uh, Fanny and Alexander is worse. Oh yeah, his other wasn't that his other miniseries. Yeah, the short version is three hour and ten minutes. The long version is holy fucking shit. It's four hour and fifty minutes. It's almost five hours. Jesus. No, no, no. Never mind. Never mind. Never mind. It's almost six hours. What? Yeah, it's 312 minutes. Oh, no. <laughs> That's insane. It's so long. Bergman, you madman. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. And, <sighs> oh, my God. Um, yeah, I, I want to watch that. I want to watch that uh, before the box set, though, because uh, mainly, <laughs> mainly because of... Uh, the recent HBO uh, adaptation of it with uh, with Oscar Isaac uh, and Jessica and, Je- oh, yeah. Yeah, and Jessica Chastain, I believe. Yeah, I saw that on Twitter this Which, week, and I was like, "What?" I know. Listen, I know how vocal I've been about uh, American remakes of foreign things. I'm actually kind of interested yes. to see how this goes. <laughs> I want to see if it's okay. I want to see if it's good or not because I like those two actors quite a bit. And I and I'm interested to see uh, how they do. Hold on, it was uh, it was Oscar Isaac and Jessica Chastain. Oh, all right. Hmm. Well, that's certainly is interesting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> didn't think the I didn't think I'd see that one day. Yeah, you know, it's it's but. not something that like you would think you'd see all the time. It's like, oh, okay. Yeah, but I mean. Why not? I guess at this point, I don't know. I've been, I've been thinking about my stance on foreign remakes. Like obviously, when it comes to like, I yeah. I still think it's I am still kind of against it, but like, I mean, if you're gonna do it, at least try to be good with it. It usually isn't a thing that's gonna turn out well, but you might as well try. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I will I will say like. For, for something like uh, Train to Busan, like just just read the subtitles. Yeah, come it's on. not that doesn't but make for any something sense. like 
but scenes from a marriage, I feel like it's something that even without the subtitles, it's not something that a lot of people can really get into. I would, and maybe they're gonna try to do. Yeah, I wouldn't even. I would say that obviously, but like the thing about the the remake of Scenes from a Marriage that kind of interests me is that uh, it seems like it it might be its own take on the scenes from a marriage thing. Like, obviously, it might follow the same story beats, and I don't know anything about scenes from a marriage, so don't take my word as gospel. But it might, like, follow the same kind of story beats, mm-hmm. but might kind of have its own outlook on it, which might be kind of cool, <laughs> it, depending if it's good or not. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen it yet, and I probably won't watch it for right. a while. Uh, but... <laughs> Same. But yeah, it's on it's on my radar and I'll probably talk about it whenever I get around to it. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Let's see, I'm trying mm-hmm. to think of like other other interesting things uh lately that I could bring up as topics. Do you got anything? Oh yeah, well I watched uh uh Totoro for the first time. Oh you did? Recently. How was that? I did, yeah. Because, like, I have... that. Well, that's something I want to do. I want to make, like, uh, a, a series of, like, uh, movie reviews. Because, like, um, recently, Letterboxd made a new feature that's, like, you can go on your watch list and sort your watch list by shuffle. Really? You can? Yeah. So, I, yeah, if you go on, uh, well, yeah, watch list, sort by, and then just shuffle. I'm doing that right now. And what I wanted to do is I wanted to do a series of videos where I just, I pick a random film... And I just review it, and um, I did that. And the film is uh, the the film that I picked was uh, Totoro. So I'm currently in the process of writing the review. That's so cool. This is and uh, this is yeah. revolutionary <laughs> for for my for well, my watch that's, list. That's such a good idea. It's such a good idea. Why why hasn't this been done already? <laughs> I love it. <laughs> yeah. I love that. Yeah. Letterbox. Okay. So Letterbox is such a cool mm-hmm. app. I hope it never dies. I want it to I be know. around forever. Oh man. <laughs> it's also like it's got some of the best like um, customer service I've ever seen, especially in terms of like social media. Because like what I notice is you know when whenever um, someone tries to contact a, a company on uh, on Twitter, they like they they go like hey at whatever. And then they someone have to say, but for Letterboxd, they're like, "Hey, bestie, what's up?" And then they just—I feel, <laughs> I feel no shame paying for, uh, paying for Letterboxd Pro every year. No shame. Same. No shame. Mm-hmm. It is genuinely one of the best social media apps out there. It, even in yep. terms of, I'm not even saying even in terms of community. I'm just saying in terms of features, and just the just everything about it is so cool. Yeah, because, like, I'll be honest, to me, the idea of uh, logging every single film I've seen and just, like, uh, I don't know, I just really like that, just having a catalog of all the films I've seen. Yeah. So when I first heard about Letterboxd, <laughs> when I created my account, I just went into, like, the, the list of films of, like, every film they have, and I just logged every single film that I've seen, and I literally spent th- the three... Uh, three days were like whenever I had free time I just went on load of my stuff like, alright I've seen this I've seen that I've seen that and, and so um, to this day I, I still sometimes find films that I haven't logged but I have a 
what a lot of other uh, cinephiles don't have, which is I have some, like, an, an approximate uh, and almost accurate number of how many films I've seen, which currently, when I'm uh, when we're recording this, is 833. Mm. So, uh, yeah, roll to 1,000. That's a thing now. Mine is currently... I, well, I'm, I'm, I'm going to get there. I'm nearing 650, but the issue with mine is that I've... Uh, I've mm-hmm. I've kind of created my own headcanon that uh, uh, nothing I've seen before the age of twelve counts because I don't remember any of it. All right. <laughs> I don't remember literally most of it. <laughs> so like, even if there's a movie that like I know I've seen as a child, uh, but I haven't seen it since then, I won't yeah. log it until I watch it again because I'm like I don't know what this I don't I don't even remember what this movie's about. <laughs> I certainly didn't do that. There's definitely a lot of films. I just, I, I just, I know I've seen of them. Of course, but there's just that's it. With mine, there's just so much gray area when it comes to like movies I don't remember. Yeah. So I'm just like, whatever. Those didn't, that didn't, didn't happen. Retconned. <laughs> yeah. Like for example, uh, in front of me, I know I've logged the movie Smosh. Like like oh. Smosh the movie. <laughs> I know I've seen that. I know that I saw that when it came out. I don't remember anything from it. You better it. not to remember. I, uh, I just know that it was, yeah. I just know that it was directed by Alex Winter, who's like one, uh, one of the guys from Bill and Ted. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I have. I, I. This is not a proud moment for me to admit on our on our podcast. Mm-hmm. I have smashed the movie sure. on DVD. <laughs> <gasps> really? Yeah, I do. It's. I don't believe I have it here no with way. me right now. I think it is at my dad's house, but um, right. but like I bought it right. when when it came out. I bought it when the DVD came out because I remember uh, I was a big fan of Smosh at that time. And I remember I remember one morning uh, on a weekend I popped it into my Xbox 360. You know, a little. How old was I? Like maybe 13, 14 year old me. I was like, oh boy, smosh the movie. And then I remember coming out of him like that wasn't very good. <laughs> hmm. Even though I didn't really even have that much of a taste back then for movies. I just like, I, I remember coming out of it. I was like, man, that was, that's not very good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm looking at it. There's definitely a bunch of films. I, I've logged the... Uh, the the Fred trilogy because I've not seen those but I don't remember anything from them. <laughs> well, I mean, but, uh, except I don't remember anything beside what you told me uh, in that other episode when we talked about. Of course, it. yeah. With my with my recent viewing of the Fred movies, I uh, I remember too much. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, but. I, it actually has become a goal of mine to like get to a thousand films on Letterboxd. Oh, for sure, yeah. <laughs> and based based on how many films I'm currently watching, I should get there by like. I think I should get there get there by the end of uh, 2022. I yeah, I would think so. I I hope to get there yeah, as well. <laughs> maybe early 2023. I'd hope to get there as well. Yeah, but I'm I, sure. I'm, I'm not uh I'm not rushing things, but I do I, I do wanna keep at like a steady pace of like at least two movies a week. Like even if I'm not doing anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I do okay. I I really need to finish my Bruce Lee box set. 
because I watched the first episode. Yeah. I watched the first movie in at the Big Boss, like when I bought it, and I haven't watched any movie since. And that was like mm-hmm. that was like two months ago. <laughs> and um, <laughs> I do think though the next Criterion I have that I'm going to be watching is uh the Before trilogy. Nice. Yeah, I'm really excited. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'll just say for the the Bruce Lee set. I remember uh, a few weeks ago, I saw someone on uh, the Criterion subreddit that said, "Like, uh, what would you guys say is the worst film in the the collection?" And a lot of people mentioned a specific film from that box set, mm-hmm. but I don't. Oh yeah, I think it's, it's it was Game of Death too. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Which is not even. It's a. It's so bad that it. I. It wasn't even counted as an entry in that box set. It is literally counted. Yeah. It's counted as a supplement. It's. <laughs> oh wow! Yeah, like it has Game of Death as one of the entries in like the, in like the you know in the actual box set, but in the supplement section it says mm-hmm. a a new presentation of Game of Death two, <laughs> and I was like that that was oh. something that confused me when I bought it because I bought it like kind of blind like not knowing what Bruce Lee movies were in it. And I looked at it and I'm like, is there a whole other movie in this box set that's like just not advertised? <laughs> which is which is hilarious. And I'm really it's, I'm it's like, I'm, yes, that is the case. I'm really excited to see that. <laughs> so I will I'll report mm-hmm. back when I do. <laughs> oh, I just uh, I don't know if you knew that, but there's a like flash sale that's gonna. Uh, that's going to be on the Criterion uh, website Friday. This Friday? I, I think so. Oh, shoot. Like this uh, October 1st. And I saw that on the, on the subreddit, and then I looked at my bank account and was like, oh. Okay, <laughs> I'm well, the I'm same have way. To wait. I'm the same way. No, literally, yeah, I mean, the only Criterion I'm going to be buying between now and November sale is Tom Popo. <laughs> Right. I mean, you know, it's like either buy a very expensive and powerful PC or I buy a bunch of Criterions. And for this case, I took the decision of buying mm. a very expensive and powerful PC. <laughs> and I'm very happy about it, but that also means no Criterion. So yeah. that, that means I'm going to have to wait a few more months to get the uh, the one car white box set. Equivalent exchange. <laughs> um, but I intend... I'm. Honestly, okay, we can probably get into, like, I guess our, our Criterion wish lists if you wanted to. Ooh. My, like, I, I made a wish list because, like, uh, well, I made my own wish list on the, the Criterion website. So did I. And it is very long. I, I have, think. I think I have about 80 on, how many? in mine. <laughs> I think I have a similar number. I, oh, I have 67. Okay. I'm I'm just gonna like yeah. I sorted them because I'm a nerd and I'm bored. I sorted them into like my <laughs> my most wanted versus like the ones that I'm like uh, like I could take or leave. <laughs> like I really want like mm-hmm. okay my my must buy section is like uh is like Citizen Kane 4K, Uncut Gems 4K, yep. Oni Baba. Akira's, Akira Kurosawa's Dreams, Yojimbo Sanjiro, The Hidden Fortress, Ra- Rashomon, Breathless, Silence of the Lambs, Eraserhead, Mahalan Drive, 4K, 
um, The Elephant Man, Blue Velvet, David Lynch, The Art Life, Dazed and Confused, Throwdown, Mirror, Andrei Rublev, uh, Ivan's Childhood, Tampopo, uh, Paths of Glory, Bamboozled, Dr. Strangelove, Barry Lyndon, Female Trouble, Polyester, The Squin and the Whale, Francis Ha, and uh, uh, Melvin Van Peebles box set, uh, as well as uh, Lone Wolf and Cub. All right. Oh, yeah, and I also, okay, mm-hmm. I didn't, <laughs> I wanted to save this one for last because I felt like I was going to get some weird looks if I just mentioned it in the middle of it. All right. Uh, but I also, oh, oh, I know. You, you know what it is? I know what you're going to say. I really, I'm pretty sure I know what you're going to say. I really want to get Salo. <laughs> Right there, it is. There it there is. It There's Salo. <laughs> there it is. There's the one. D- dude, I'm not judging. I totally get it. I'm very curious to see it. So, as well. like, I, I really, I really want to see. I, I want to see how it is. <laughs> I'm very scared. Yeah. But you know. <laughs> yeah. And on, uh, I don't really have. A lot that are like I have to get it. Those are there's. Yeah. I mean, obviously, I mentioned it. Those are just the ones that I really want to get. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mentioned it before, but there's the Wong Kar Wai uh, collection mm-hmm. because it's just like I f- I fell in love with Wong Kar Wai this year, and it just I'm really excited to watch the films uh, in this uh, box set. It's a really good box set. I I completely recommend it. There's two films that that I thought of getting uh, on uh, both of the Criterion cells that I've been uh, that that uh, that I've been in uh, that that I ended up like being like no I'm gonna get it at some other point which are Brazil by Terry Gilliams mm-hmm. uh, which I which I haven't seen but I've heard a lot of good stuff about it and Eyes Without a Face which might actually be my favorite French film. Um, okay. So I don't know if you're familiar with this film. Uh, I'm not. Hold on. Let me look it up and see if I've at least heard of it or seen it. Um. Oh, I am. I've seen this poster. It's really, it's a really, yeah. it's a really evocative poster. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's like a uh, a French horror film from 1960 about like this crazy scientist who like uh, cuts people's faces and that you know. It's kind of a weird film, but I really like it. Um, so I'm definitely going to get that one. Um, oh, I want to get The Red Shoes. Oh, Because that's yeah. a film that I saw recently that I really liked. Yeah. And I also want to get uh, Heaven Can Wait, which is another uh, Palin Pressburger uh, mm-hmm. film that I've heard has a very similar vibe to like the twilight zone and that kind of stuff and i i heard that and i thought yeah that sounds like my 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 type of my type of stuff and of course i really want to get some more wes anderson of course uh yeah i i mean at some point i'm gonna have every one of the uh, of his films but i want uh specifically i really want to get fantastic mr fox and uh maybe the life aquatic i would definitely say um in terms of like criterion releases of his films i would say honestly i mm-hmm. think fantastic mr fox might be the best release of one of his films in the entire collection because like the packaging mm. is so cool um the booklet's nice yeah the, the, the supplements are out of this world 
it like it comes with uh, it comes with uh, an audiobook of the original Fantastic Mr. Fox novel read by Roald Dahl himself. Uh, it comes with what? it comes with a documentary about Roald Dahl. It is it's a whole like you get so much with the Fantastic Mr. Fox set. Or like the just the, the the release. Wow, it's so cool. Oh my god, I love it. I love the I love that release so much. It's amazing. Yeah, <laughs> and Life Aquatics release is really neat too because it comes with like some set short films that are kind of nice to see. You you really can't go wrong with any of the Wes Anderson films in the collection. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Um, and besides that, yeah, it's just. The, just a couple of more random films and like it, they're not really films that I really want to get but at some point I'd like to get the Martin Scorsese's World Cinema Project uh, 1, 2, and 3 yeah. uh, but I mean of course I'd like to get I'd like to get basically every uh, box set I want to get the uh, the Ingmar Bergman box set I want to get the uh, the Agnes, uh, Agnes Varda I, box I set really is one that I want, really want I really want the Varda box set because like we're not I unfortunately in my uh, class where we're watching movies we're not going to be able to watch any Verda um, but she did show us the trailer to uh, mm. Verda by Agnes and it is it seems like such a nice movie mm. and I, I really I really want to watch that but like with yeah. all the context of what of what came before same same um, I also want. I also want to get an Eclipse uh, box set because mm. I don't have any. I, the, I feel like it would be the uh, only one I have is a yeah. uh, uh, early Kurosawa, but I really want to get. Um, mm. I, I I like researched this one too. I really want to get the uh, Robert Downey Senior set. I want to get um, the. Uh, I want to yeah. get the Nikatsu Noir one a lot because that's like, it's five movies Ooh, uh, from. Yeah. Like I believe, I'm pretty sure it's China. Uh, is is like an Asian country though that like had a boom of noir films during a certain period. Uh, that sounds Japanese. I'm, it, so, it, but maybe it could have been uh, Japanese. I, all I remember is uh, that like, yeah. the set looked really cool. <laughs> that, that definitely is also one. I say the one that I really want to get is Late Ozu. That one too. Uh. Mostly because that's the one that I know the most about. Mm-hmm. There's like, uh, he's got like a series of films that are about the different uh, seasons. There's like early spring, late autumn, uh, the end of summer. Do you know, this just popped into my head, but do you know what would be a really cool box set mm-hmm. uh, for Criterion to make? Especially since um, he passed recently. I think. I think a Nobuhiko Obayashi set would be incredible. I would love that. Because, I mean, they only have House. They only have House. But, like, he's made a bunch of other films. He has, and a lot of them aren't even available in America. No. And that would be so cool. <laughs> so, yeah, like, like Satoshi Kon and uh, Nobuhiko Obayashi are, like, my two wishes for box sets. Or even just more releases. Just release. I don't, I don't yep. even need it in a box set. Just release more yeah. Obayashi. That'd be so cool. <laughs> yeah. I definitely have to watch some of some of his other films. Oh yeah, because these seem like really cool. I've a- I've added most of his uh, highlights to like my watch list. 
Yeah. Just to see if I can find him even. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. Mm-hmm. Let's see. Should we uh should we get into next week's film? Uh yeah, I guess so. <laughs> okay, so to get into choosing next week's episode is a very interesting thing because uh, I'm sure you've noticed, everyone that is listening, that this month is uh, the spooky month of October. Ooh. And since um, this, will, this episode will uh, more than likely be coming out on the 8th of October, that means that we have... Three episodes, right? Am I right? The three three episodes during that uh, the rest yep. of October. Yep. The uh, yeah the fifteenth, twenty second, and twenty ninth. Okay, okay. That's a, that's very very intriguing because uh, Phil and I have been discussing how we want to handle the spooky month, and so we've decided to keep it going like normal where. We take turns uh, recommending movies, but we're going to do it with a spooky theme. Uh, so, yep, I am saving uh, my big guns for the uh, for the last film that I'll be recommending, and I'm sure people who can refer back to my uh, right. my favorite movies list can probably guess what it's going to be. But since it is my turn uh, t- to recommend yep. next week's film. Uh, I am going to select it uh, from a from a list of my favorite uh, horror themed movies, and I have chosen that next week's film is going to be the Rocky Horror Picture Show. <gasps> oh my god! Fuck yeah! <laughs> I love the Rocky Horror Picture Show. Oh man, so much! I was uh, like, literally, like before we chose, I was like looking through like the list of horror movies that I love and I was like I was like what could work and I know recently my my girlfriend's never seen Rocky Horror Picture Show and she was like and and, and uh her parents mm. love that movie and so we were talking about it and they're like I want they're like I want you to show her Rocky Horror Picture Show and I'm like oh yeah definitely uh but like I was looking through and I went this is perfect cuz I I have not seen Rocky Horror Picture Show since I first saw it when I was, uh, I believe, 16. Yeah. So um, this is going to be really interesting. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, I mean, you know, I'm, I, I've already established that I'm, I'm, big, I'm a big fan of musicals. So yeah. it shouldn't be a surprise that I'm a big fan of the Rocky Horror Picture Show. <laughs> and it's like, oh, this movie's so great. I'm so excited to talk about yeah. it. Yeah. I think... Didn't you want to recommend this one as well at some point? Yeah, it was on uh, my list of recommended films. I'm just going to delete it. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Oh, my God. I'm so so Uh, excited now. All right. Yeah. (laughs) So, yeah. Next week is the beginning beginning of our three-week Movie Dudes Halloween specials. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I guess that's it for this episode. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, thank you everyone for watching this episode of Movie Dudes. If you liked it, 
can like, comment, subscribe. You can also subscribe to our own channels and you can also follow us on uh, Twitter and Letterboxd. Links are going to be in, this, in the description. Uh, and I'm also on Twitch. And uh, yeah, so thanks again. Uh, oh, and also Spotify now. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. So thanks again for watching and we'll see you next week to talk about the hockey, uh, the, the hockey, <laughs> the Rocky Horror Picture Show. All right, yeah, de- Bye. for sure. Bye. Bye.